0: You might have learned through your trauma that it's your job to take care of everyone and hold everyone together, right? You might have learned that just to even have love in your life, you needed to serve other people or take care of other people. Keeping those people happy might have meant safety for you. It did for me. As you're going through your recovery, you're going to find some changes. You're going to unload some baggage. You're going to take a step back and you're going to look at all that stuff you've been taking care of and only keep the stuff that's really yours. You're going to have to let some stuff go and you're going to have to let yourself feel free to do so. Release yourself from issues that don't belong to you and from trouble that doesn't belong to you. It's finally time for you to create your own space so that you can be happy. Are you with me? There's a point during the involvement with a narcissist where you go so deep into your own head that you sort of see the world a little differently than everyone else. It's that feeling you get when you're so oppressed in your relationship that most of your dialogue becomes internal. You don't really talk to very many people about much of anything at all and you start to see through it all and everyone around you they kind of seem a little bit artificial. When you look at people who aren't being actively manipulated and controlled by a narcissist, well their life problems they might seem almost unreal to you. Because you're so deep in your head that you almost can't find your empathy anymore. You might have even forgotten how to talk about yourself or your interests and it might be so significant that you actually don't even know what your interests are. This is when you know for sure that the narcissist manipulation and control have shut you down, silenced you completely you only speak as much as absolutely necessary. And rarely if ever does your conversation really even involve yourself at all, at least not on an intimate personal level. You sit there trying to look okay on the outside, you act like nothing is wrong. Because that's what the narcissist wants you to do and that's the only way you know how to get through it. You pretend that your life is okay. You feel like a little bit of a fraud as you sort of still try to project that image of that life you wish you had to the outside world. Rather than the private H-E double hockey sticks you're actually living in. Meanwhile you live with constant threats of abandonment either physically or emotionally. The narcissist threatens to leave you on a consistent, basis, or they threaten they're gonna stop loving you, or they say that if you keep doing or not doing whatever it is that they're complaining about, well, then they'll just stop caring about you entirely, or they just tell you go ahead and move out if you want, go live a separate life, see if I care, but at that point you're so incredibly entrenched that there's not a whole lot you can do might find yourself feeling emotionally drained, exhausted, and pretty much numb at this point, point. and I mean who could blame you? But you find yourself asking, how did I get here? You might have previously been warm, friendly, even extroverted in some cases. But after being in a toxic relationship with a narcissist, you find that you're nowhere near the person you used to be. And then you wonder, is it really possible that the narcissist has changed me so much? What led to my losing myself and becoming a shell of who I used to be? Quick PSA someone in your life tells you that they love you, but then they also hurt you, that's called abuse. Well, let's talk about that. First, narcissists make effective communication nearly impossible. As important as communication is in any relationship, when we've dealt with narcissists, when we've been involved with narcissists in relationships, even the most skilled communicators can feel helpless and handicapped when it comes to being understood. I mean, I literally communicate for a living. And I was actively struggling with this in my toxic relationships. Narcissists inevitably refuse to understand us, especially when what we're saying is not something like, you're so amazing. For example, Try telling a narcissist exactly how you feel about the way they treat you, about how they belittle you and validate you, make you feel like you don't matter, all that good stuff. Watch how they twist the conversation around. In some of the most extreme cases, you're going to find yourself actually apologizing to the narcissist for not thinking they're perfect and for having the nerve to even suggest otherwise. I like to call that the narcissistic flip, but you might know it as deflection. Of course, either way, when we go through years of this or even months in some cases, not to mention the fact that narcissists often isolate their victims from others who might actually offer some support, well we sort of forget how to communicate in a way. We stop feeling like we can or even should talk about ourselves. In part because we've been conditioned to believe that we have nothing of value to say or offer. Narcissists also condition us to believe that we don't have anything of value to contribute. So you know how I mentioned earlier that I don't really feel comfortable telling people about myself and how during my toxic relationship, it was nearly impossible for me to do so. Well that was the case because the narcissist in my life, beginning in childhood, had made it very clear to me that no one wanted to hear what I had to say, no one wanted to hear about me. In other words, I had been conditioned to believe that nothing about me was interesting or even worth hearing about. Now this situation is very common for survivors of narcissistic abuse. We believe we're not good enough and that no one really wants to hear what we have to say anyway. So when we do speak up, we tend to keep it short and to the point, at least when it relates to ourselves and our own opinions or beliefs, if we say anything at all. Next up, narcissistic abuse leads to mental health issues. See when we go through narcissistic abuse, we might find ourselves dealing with depression, we might develop other issues, various compulsive behaviors, maybe an eating disorder, substance abuse problem, anxiety, etc. Because sometimes we sort of try to self medicate to deal with our issues. We could have flashbacks or panic attacks and we will most definitely deal with a whole bunch of self doubt. Some of us might even experience idle thoughts. And in the worst cases, some people find themselves seeking or even carrying out the abuse they experienced as a child. Now, On the flip side of that, you might go so far in the other direction that you're a different kind of unhealthy. For example, an abused child who grows up to be a doormat parent, as in allowing your kids to become spoiled and run the show. But it's such a fine line isn't it. Narcissists actively trigger your trauma response. The narcissist's goal is always to be in control. And of course, as you know, they have no limits to which they will not stoop to get what they want. And since most people who get involved with narcissists report that they've had some form of trauma in childhood, whether related to abusive parents or some other kind of trauma, you see where I'm going with this, right? The fact is that it's your history of trauma in relationships that actually opens you up to being triggered when the narcissist starts playing their typical mind games. So when you're actively dealing with their abuse, you might not notice that you have developed heightened reactions to various common relationship issues. So you might be triggered over something small like an innocently used phrase that used to mean something awful for you. For example, one of my clients shared a little dog whistling experience she had. Her narcissistic mother would always say, well, who are you trying to impress? So when she was later in a relatively healthy relationship, the same phrase uttered by her partner triggered her in major ways and it caused her to sort of revert to that little girl she used to be who never really felt good enough. We might also withdraw and become unresponsive when triggered by our old issues, which obviously affects our ability to communicate, but We also almost always feel an aversion to conflict. This leads us to have an ability to sort of talk through our issues, especially when we feel judged by the person we're communicating with, or we feel like they're not on our side. And this is where we get to my next point, Narcissists Foster Self Doubt. See narcissists have a way of digging deep to find the most painful issues you have and then they poke at them. This is only part of the reason that most of us end up living with lingering doubt about how people in our lives feel about us. It's also part of the reason that many of us end up doubting people's authenticity around us. especially when the narcissists in our lives include romantic partners in the past. And thanks to the fact that many of us have never felt loved unconditionally by our parents or anyone else, we often find ourselves having a hard time accepting any love at all. We're suspicious of people who even try to offer it to us and we pretty much need repeated reassurance of the fact that someone cares about us. This of course also pushes people away from us and isolates us even further which makes it a lot harder to even talk about yourself at all without feeling insecure. Life with a narcissist leaves you feeling constantly scattered and confused. This sort of fog that you're living in, it means that you're easier to control and you're easier to manipulate. See, the stress and sort of primal mode that you're in during the depths of the abuse, it makes you feel kind of crazy and you begin to doubt your perception once the full effect of the gaslighting has kicked in. You might even feel dependent on the narcissist to tell you what you see and think in some cases and now not only are they controlling your actions, but also your thoughts and feelings. Oh yeah. Next up, narcissists use your fears against you. They know what you're afraid of and they use your fears to maintain full control. Whether you realize it or not, chances are that early on the narcissist established that you could and would be moved by your fear of losing them or your fear of being alone. Not only is that the most common human fear in existence, but narcissists are known to actively exploit this in their romantic relationships and even in family relationships and other types of relationships, friendships, etc. See this works especially well when you're someone who has also experienced childhood trauma or abuse because when this has happened to us, we tend to hold on really to anyone who claims to love us for dear life. We spend our whole lives looking for that. And if you're anything like I was, one of your biggest fears might just be that you'll be the last one to know when your relationship is over. So you're afraid of being humiliated in a situation where everyone knows what's going on but you. You're the only one who really doesn't know what's happening in your relationship. For a lot of us, we also worry that some toxic person in our lives might have been right about us all along. We actually are the complete piece of trash we've done our best to avoid being for our whole lives. We wonder, are we doomed to not being good enough or are we otherwise doomed to being deficient forever. Well, this leads us to something that if we're not careful and if we don't recognize it, it could pretty much keep us stuck forever. We get deeper and deeper into the trauma bond. We become fully enmeshed with the narcissist. They control us through the active infliction of their perception onto us. They teach us and they make sure that we don't forget that their needs matter more than our own. Their needs are always more important than our own. They make us feel like we aren't even real people and that our feelings and our thoughts and our ideas They're not relevant and they're not worth expressing, not to mention worth actually hearing or implementing. Well, that of course prevents us from ever reaching our true potential. As we lose ourselves a little more each day, it changes us and it changes us in a way that could limit us forever if we allow it. Just a quick tip from me to you. Something I do with a lot of my clients is I will have them write down a list of all the things that they think about themselves that are negative. All the negative perceptions, you know, they think they're unattractive, they think they're not good enough, whatever it is. I have them write it all down and then during a session we go through each one of those beliefs and we figure out first who taught you that and then we figure out exactly what the truth is or what we want the truth to be and so then the client will cross off the negative belief and write down their new truth and the new truth becomes a form of affirmation for them. It can be a beautiful thing. Give it a shot if you haven't yet. All right, now this brings me to the question of the day. And the question of the day is, can you relate to the feeling of losing yourself and your voice during a toxic relationship with a narcissist? Share your thoughts, share your ideas, share your experiences in the comment section below. And let's talk about it. As always, thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. Now, before I go, make sure you take a look at the videos I'm going to leave for you right there and right there. And while you're here, hit the subscribe button right over there so that we can stay connected and continue together on this healing journey. I'll see you soon.